All right, welcome into another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. My name is Rick McClatchy, and I am super glad to be here with you today. Uh, we are here to take one more step in the journey of spiritual formation, just talking about different aspects of that journey. Here at the Growing Faith Podcast, our heart is to really just to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry, like I say all the time. If you've been around for any time, any amount of episodes, you know that it's for the average Joe and Georgine. I don't know. I need to figure out what the girl name is supposed to be for that whole statement. But, you know, just the average Joe in the pews. Like, what did they need to be able to do the work of the ministry? Because God has called each and every one of us to do the work. And um, the work can't be done unless we are connected to our source. Um, if really the only life that happens in the church is because we connect people to Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. And so if we're not connecting people to a genuine relationship with Jesus, we're just wasting our time. We're not into wasting our time here at the Growing Faith Podcast. And so to make sure I don't waste any more of your time, I'd like to introduce my guest back again she, I don't know, she's still willing to hang out with me, so that's nice. Uh, Sue Giordano, welcome in. Glad you came back to talk about another another portion of the spiritual formation journey. What are we talking about today? Um, today we're talking about centering prayer, which is a type of contemplative prayer. So we're going to dig into what is centering prayer, what does it look like, and how do you do it? Contemplative. Such a big word. Seriously. Uh, contemplative, contemplative. We don't know where the syllables are supposed to be emphasized. And so, um, however, those words are supposed to be said. Um, we have talked about in this journey, knowing God, uh, knowing self. Um, and in the knowing self, we talked about tools, uh, stories and tools and shadows. Um, and then uh, the last two weeks, we talked about different spiritual practices, which what we're talking about today would be another one of those practices, kind of actually a subsection of the prayer portion. Obviously, we're talking about prayer today. Um, and actually, you know, walking away from that episode, we even talked about maybe recording a whole nother episode just simply on the prayer piece, because one, prayer is vital. And two, uh, well, it's just a, it's a big topic. There's so much that can be covered. And I think so much mystery that kind of surrounds it for the average Joe, if you will, if we can use that phrase again. So um, so we talked about uh, Bible reading and devotionals and prayer. And then we talked about uh, kind of going in the silence and solitude uh, portion. We talked about Sabbath and uh, retreats. Uh, obviously, the Sabbath doesn't necessarily need to be a solitude or even necessarily silent. So um, but I think it for retreats, certainly a silence and solitude thing is probably helpful uh, for the individual retreats. Um, so, yeah, so today we jump in to talk about this topic of centering or uh, contemplative, contemplative prayer. Um, and right now I'm just going to check and make sure I've turned off all of my uh, notifications so we don't get a big ding in the middle of our episode. So. Um, t talk to me just a little bit, Sue, about your journey into discovering uh, centering prayer and maybe then provide us with a little bit of a definition of what it is. Sure. 
Um, I actually had never heard of Centering Prayer until about a year ago when I went um, back to school, went um, to seminary school. So in one of my classes, they introduced Centering Prayer. So it's not a practice I've been doing for long and certainly not um, consistently. Um, and so I was just reintroduced introduced to it last year. And it's it's just, it, as you said, it's, it's another way to grow closer to Jesus. And in our world today, we're super busy and Centering prayer really is about slowing down and being still and opening yourself up to be able to listen instead of talking. And, um, you know, we do so many things at the same time, and this is a way just to be still and listen and just allow God to, to be in your presence and to be in his presence. Yeah, so I'm out. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that was so good. <laughs> so good, Rick. That's why they pay me the big bucks here. Um you know, as I was looking at Centering Prayer, and uh, and we have here in the Northwest, we have a lot of New Age stuff. You know, there's just a lot of weirdness uh, in the spiritual realm. And so I think some people can kind of, anytime you talk about something that's even remotely like mystical, you know, it's not the hard and fast, measurable, uh, there can be some resistance or some fear uh intrepidation, you know, whatever, um, to, to being involved in it. And so, um, how would you, uh, I think, uh, within centering prayer, there's this idea of a sacred word, uh, as you're trying to, to quiet your brain a little bit, because oftentimes I have said to people, you know, Hey, meditation from a Christian perspective, is not about emptying your mind. It's actually about filling your mind with the right things. Mm. And and I, I still stand by that. Uh, but there is uh, not necessarily, not necessarily that we're trying to empty our brain, but to quiet it, quiet it. down because I don't know about you. <laughs> and, and then maybe guys have an easier time quieting our brains. My wife's always like, uh, well, you got a nothing box, you know, cause you're a guy. <laughs> And so you can literally think about nothing. I don't even know what that's like. You know, she's so as a woman, I've always got like 17 things on my mind and that's on a on a on a down day, you know. And so uh, probably cool uh, that you're here to offer a female perspective on this. So it's not just um, two dudes or whatever hanging out at the microphones trying to talk about the difference of experience uh, in centering prayer. Um, So I guess. I'm always trying to offer clarification and that kind of thing as we jump into these topics that maybe somebody hasn't heard. Because if you start talking about uh, quieting quieting yourself and emptying your mind, it can start to sound uh, new agey. So I just I kind of wanted to throw that out there at the beginning. And so um, and because of that, I actually brought a few scriptures that I wanted to just kind of sprinkle in here at the beginning. Um, and so Psalms uh, 62 verse 1, it says, For God alone, my soul waits in silence. And then Ecclesiastes 3, 7, something I should probably take into consideration at times. There's a time to keep silent and there's a time to speak, you know, and I'm, I'm really good about the time to speak all the time. But, uh, you know, there are times where it is good just to be silent. Um, and, and in the presence of God, that truth certainly would resonate, right? Um Psalm 46:10 Be still and know that I am God. And boy is that one helpful in today's climate for sure. 
Um, I really loved uh, Psalm 23. Uh, it's kind of verses 2 and 3. He leads me beside still waters. If you just think about the amount of peace and calm that is necessary for waters to be still. And then I love that it's, and he restores my soul. And uh, boy, having your soul restored in today's culture is just so critical because I feel like so much of our society is like just soul torching, you know, Mm -hmm. just we run so busy, so loud, so fast that our soul has no rest. And I think you can only handle that for so long before you just people just burn out. And whether that is panic attacks, anxiety, fear, sickness, I mean, because we're we're all interconnected being, you know, like your emotional health affects your spiritual health, which affects your physical health. It's all tied in. And I'm supposed to be giving something to you here so you can talk back to me and I'm not doing a good job. So having said all of that, um, help me help me walk into this journey uh, of Centering Prayer and maybe how how you have started to practice it and what it even looks like, because we've talked yeah. around it. Now let's yep. maybe start digging yeah. into it. Well, let me address some of the things that you said, because some of the things you said are interesting of from a gender standpoint. I don't necess- I don't know what that's if that's true or not true that women I do know women multitask better than men. That's been documented. So our brains are working a lot. Um, so it's an interesting thought to think, is it easier for you guys to be still than for us to be still? And um, I think whoever you are being still and truly just um, emptying your mind in the sense of removing distractions, removing specific thoughts, removing things that um, try to jump in there um, is hard for anybody. Um, we're not, we don't live in a society that um, finds that being still is important. It's not something that people strive and they go, oh, I was still for so long. It's more about, I'm all busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Um, but even when you're not busy, because I think I, I don't lead as busy a life as many people, um, being still is still hard. Um, because there's always outside things going on in your mind and, and the next things. And we, as people, I believe, tend to always be thinking about the next thing. And so when you think about being present, I mean, that was a big thing a while ago of like, be present, be present. Um, and that's still hard for people to be present. And in order to be still, you have to be present as well. Um, so regardless of your lifestyle, you're always moving forward. Your mind's always moving forward. And to just pull it back and to be present and to be still is something that's, I think, challenging. And it's certainly challenging for me. Um, so when you think of centering prayer, centering prayer really is to sit, lay, find a place. There are, you know, and again, we'll talk about like how you do centering prayer, but it's really, I always want to say things are unique and we're all created unique. So you can find things on the internet that say it looks like X, Y, and Z. And I got to tell you, I balked at X, Y, and Z saying (laughs) that is not how I'm going to do this. Um, Because I don't believe that God says, and there's nowhere I can find nowhere, and it's nowhere in your scriptures you just gave us that says, this is how you do it. Now, I think it's great of an outline to think about it, um, but you got to adjust it to how it works for you and how you and your relationship with God it works in that. 
So centering prayer as it is, is just a sitting still, laying still, whatever your posture is, to truly be still and to let your thoughts go. So we talk about thoughts are always in your mind. And so to find a way to release those thoughts, they come, they go, they come, they go. Um, And just continue to try to, and I always think of it as just a blank mind, just to be blank um, so that so that you can feel the stillness and it gives an opportunity for God to speak. It gives an opportunity for you to listen. And it just, it's very, it is very restorative because we don't ever slow down to be still. Yeah. So as you were talking about the mind, you know, going blank and that's pretty challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, we were driving home from something last night and my wife literally looks at me and she's like, um, what are you thinking about? Cause it was clear on my face. I wasn't really, because they're, you know, I have four daughters and they were all in the car. So it's all six of us in the car at the same time. There's never any silence in that, uh, in that journey. You know, (laughs) even if you tell them, Hey, everybody be quiet for a little while. It rarely happens because there's always something bursting that they must talk about. And, um, so she's like, well, you know, what are you thinking about? Where did you, cause, um, and it's so interesting how, uh, I don't, I don't know if this is true for women, but for me, I, I could be thinking about something and because I'm so intently thinking about it, I literally can't hear what is going on right next to me. And, and so I think it's a powerful picture of, of why this discipline is necessary is because God is with us, right? If we draw near unto him, he draws near unto us, never mind the fact that he's everywhere present, right? And so, um, but what a shame, what a, what a tragedy. I think it's actually that level. <laughs> it's a tragedy that we would have the God of the universe wanting, like having invited us in, come boldly to the throne of grace to find help in time of need. And yet we're so consumed with whatever that we are thinking about that we literally can't hear him. He's got the word of peace. He's got the word of, you know, the calm for your situation, the answer for your problem, the solution to the the riddle, (laughs) whatever you're facing, and you can't hear him because your thoughts are too engaged. And so to, uh, I I think it's a, I wrote earlier as I was thinking about this, it's a a calming of the chaos um, or a a real exercise Mm -hmm. in self-discipline, like, it's uh, it takes a a real disciplined process to simply quiet yourself, be still. That's going to be like our theme verse, mm-hmm. I think, for be for still. this episode. Be still and know that I am God, and know that the the intention of centering and contemplative prayer is to engage you in a dynamic relationship. So it's not just silence for silence sake, right? Like we believe God speaks to us. Mm -hmm. And so the silence doesn't have to stay silent, you know, in the overall perspective of this interchange, Um, you stay silent, but then even then it's not like you have to stay silent for 37 and a half minutes and then go about your way. Like you might stay silent for 17 minutes and then God speaks to you and everything's different. Maybe everything's different for that day, 
maybe everything's different for the rest of your life. Like, right? I think it's important to remind ourselves the nature mm-hmm. of the one we are connecting with in this journey, that it is uh, a significant thing we're talking about here. And uh, so. Yeah. And just think he's always speaking to us, but most of the time we don't hear him because we're mm-hmm. always going. And so when you think about any relationship with your that you're in, are you constantly talking to that person? Um, you have to be quiet. You have to be still to listen to them. And then I don't know about men, but women, we can tell when you're not listening. And so, <laughs> and so, did you hear me? Did you? Because if you're thinking about other things, you're not hearing clearly what somebody is saying to you. And so you misinterpret, you don't understand, you completely miss something that could be very important. So you see that in everyday relationships. This is the same thing. This is a relationship. So how do we ever hear from God if we're constantly talking at God? And we're saying, oh, we this or that or this or that. And then we go, I'm listening. Where are you? But you're not really listening. And so right. how do you grow that relationship if we're, if we're not sitting back to hear? I think it's also an exercise in trust um, mm. because to trust, to trust that he is there, to trust that he is good, and to trust that he is actively working on your behalf even when you can't actually just see it or mm-hmm. you can't quote unquote feel it. We shouldn't be in this whole journey of spiritual formation primarily pursuing a feeling mm-hmm. because that because our feelings can lie to us, our feelings can trick us, our feelings can mislead us uh, to following the wrong thing. And, and so I think that it's so critical that that we be okay uh, with as you jump into this journey of centering prayer and maybe you set it at five minutes or 10 minutes is like all you think you might be able to handle and really i guess to speak to that is it's not even to say like wow you made it four and a half minutes and you're just we're super distracted you know at some points boy you really failed and I would say just to kind of remove the mm-hmm. the failure piece off the table and say, no, this isn't this isn't pass or fail. This isn't, you know, succeed or fail. This is really just a journey of relationship. And so um, God is pleased and you get you get 37 seconds in mm-hmm. and you kind of like lose your mind, you know, because you're not used to being quiet for that long. You're not used to not looking at your phone for that long, whatever the case might be. The joy that it, I think it could bring to God's heart that you are just trying. Yeah. Even though, boy, that was kind of a feeble attempt. You know what? The Bible says he knows our frame. Mm-hmm. He knows that we are but dust. And so he knows what he knows what we're capable of, both on the positive and the negative, you know? And so, um, I think those are important things to say because this is uh, this is a vulnerable place. Mm-hmm. This this whole spiritual journey thing is is hard and is weird hard. and and it's unique. And so you can talk to somebody else, and you can receive encouragement and you can benefit from their experience. But boy, your your experience may never line up with their experience, um, and that can be challenging yeah. if it. Because it'll always sound better than 
I mean, usually I think, you know, unless they're just, you know, bumps on a log and you're like, wow, my, my spiritual life feels way more lively than what you just said or whatever. But I feel like most of the time you're hearing somebody describe their spiritual walk thinking, wow, that sounds fantastic. Um, mine's kind of a bummer, you know, comparatively. And, and I think we dig ourselves into a pit I think, with too much comparison. Yeah. And this is a hard discipline. I mean, it, I am struggling with it. And, and to your point, I think God's just watching our heart. Are we willing to try? Are we willing to step out? Do we have that desire to be closer to him? And how are we going to go about that? And so I, I think for months, it was like an obedience thing for me. It's just like, just sit and do it. And did I get anything out of it? I would say I probably didn't other than I was being obedient. Um, but that brings fruit of its own, just to be obedient and have that desire. And now that I don't have to do it for school, now when I do do it, which is not daily by any means, um, it's a place of wanting to be with God. So it's changed my heart to open up to how this can be something that gets closer to God. Um, when you think about stillness and vulnerability, it is for some people very hard to be still because of whatever's in their past, whatever in their present, and to open themselves up to being vulnerable. And so be aware of that. Be aware of who you are and what challenges and barriers that provides for you. When I started doing centering prayer, I just sit down and would try to be still. And it just didn't work for me. I was like, this is not working for me. And so I actually what I did for my habit was do a little bit of worship, some worship music, just a prayer to God, and then I would try to go into being still. And that helped kind of settle my heart and get my heart in the right posture to go into centering prayer. But that's for everybody can kind of figure out their own thing. So people that are more vulnerable to stillness, they may have something else. They may want to journal how they're feeling about going into centering prayer. They may... Um, need to talk about it to someone before they go into or have somebody at the end of centering prayer that they can process what that stillness was like for them and that vulnerability. So there's a lot of ways to create it to be a safe place as you get to know yourself better and how to do that. I think that comment then leads directly into the part that you're always so good about pulling back into these conversations of spiritual formation is bringing the community aspect back into the conversation that we don't um, all that we don't just you know be classic Americans and think solely individually and not reconnect our spiritual journey with the community. And so while um, while centering prayer is probably well, I don't know. I was going to say probably most effectively experienced individually, but I think it could be done. It can be, and let me tell you about well. that, because yeah, I didn't know that it could be, but there are groups throughout Portland that meet and do Centering Prayer together. There's a whole website. Um, mm. So I have done that just recently. I started doing that in May, meeting with people and doing Centering Prayer on Zoom because of COVID for right now. Um, but we do. What we do is we, and right now it's on Zoom, but they used to meet in a room and do Centering Prayer together. And it is a hugely different experience than doing it by yourself, but so rewarding both ways mm. because you enter into Centering Prayer after doing some sort of prayer some, you know, talking about some verse or what have you. And then when you come out of it, everybody can process. And so the first time I went, I was like, okay, this is odd for me. Like I hadn't done it before. And then after we came out of the centering prayer, everyone's like, yeah, it's really hard for me. I couldn't release my mind. Um, and so it was really rewarding to see like, I'm not the only one struggling. These people have been, been meeting for years and they still are struggling at times. Um, and one 
one of the guys, his son came in and said, you slept the whole time. Like people fall asleep too, and that's okay. Um, so it's really an interesting way to do it as a group. So certainly play with that too, because it, it leads to other things as well. Yeah, and I think it's just so important just once again to come back to what has been kind of our our clarion call of this is that we're not we're not going through all these different steps of spiritual formation to give you a giant task list, but to merely give uh, tools and an outline of, hey, um, we've been invited into this glorious relationship, um, but it's trickier than, I mean, just like you and me sitting across the table, flesh and bone, you know, I mean, like we can see each other, we can read facial expressions, we can hear tone of voice, we can hear all of these indicators of what's going on in the context of this relationship. Um, And so for our physical bodies to be able to process what's happening um, is, you know, easier. Uh, But then you take it into the spiritual realm as we're trying to connect with the creator of the universe, which is a glorious opportunity, yet is is racked with challenges, right? For our, our physical bodies and brains to process what is going on when we can't see you. We can't, you know, like, and so it's so critical to remember that it is an invitation into relationship, that it is challenging. Uh, you'll, you'll mess up. And I would even kind of put that in air quotes. Mm-hmm. Like you'll feel like you've messed up because, wow, that did not go well. But I think just in the trying, and in the, like you said, in the obeying, there is reward. There is benefit in that. And, and to just keep at it and keep pursuing him because he loves it when we pursue him. When we draw near unto him, he draws near unto us. It is, it's, it's a promise. He has to remain faithful to himself. Like he can't lie. And no. so he said it, he's going to do it. And, um, and so to take the pressure off, you know, hey, start with five minutes. Five minutes was too overwhelming. Hey, let's start with two minutes. Start with something that you can then, okay, it's it's kind of like, I, I kind of relate it to planking. When you, you know, you, the exercise <laughs> of planking. Um, I remember the very first time I ever planked, um, the guy's like, hey, I want you to do this and I want you to do it for 35 seconds. And I was like, it looks so easy. I mean, how hard yeah. is it to sit in a chair and be quiet? Hard. But you'll, yeah. <laughs> but then, and I remember that I started doing it and I'm like, I don't know, 25 seconds in and there's like sweat coming down my head and dripping on the floor. And I'm thinking, this is, this doesn't look hard, uh, but apparently I'm doing something that is pretty challenging. And I found that that small time frame was actually a pretty healthy challenge level. And, and I think that we don't we should try to not set ourselves up for failure in the sense of like, all right, I'm going to centering prayer 30 minutes go, you know, but just start with something uh, manageable and and just and for me, I like to go in um, worship music. It definitely is helpful for me to just kind of. Mm-hmm start to kind of crowd out some of the other noise, get focused kind of on the words of the worship song that I'm, that I'm processing. And then I just like to pray Mm -hmm. as kind of an intro. I'm like, Lord, I'm just going to do my best here to quiet down all the noise in my head and the noise of my mouth. And I'm going to just 
I just want to listen. So Lord, whatever, whatever you want to speak, if you just want to sit here with me and we're just quiet together, that's fine, Lord. Uh, but know that I would love to hear from you today. And, and just open up with that kind of conversational prayer to the Lord, because then it sets your heart expectation and spirit in a good place, um, I think, to be able to receive well from the Lord. And then you're actually even framing your heart and expectation in such a way that you genuinely can't be disappointed um, because you get to the end and you say, Lord, um, I worked I worked really hard to be quiet before you today and to listen to you today i didn't hear anything and so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say you you were good just sitting with me today um and i do think that um for me at least when i try you do come out with a different sense of peace because you've tried you've quieted down and we don't know how to quiet down well so even two minutes of being quiet does something to your soul so like at the beginning you were talking about it just just being still even if you don't feel like you had some earth-shattering revelation, which you probably won't most of the time, and that's okay, you come out with a different sense of just peace that you may not have had before. It's like the earth can only be shattered so many times, right? So exactly. <laughs> too many earth-shattering <laughs> revelations, and it's just going to be unstable. So, <laughs> oh, man. Well, so I think I'm thinking probably the best way to bring this conversation to a close for today uh, would be to give a, a little bit of a call to action. So what would you say would be your call to action today to the listener today? Like we've talked a little bit and it's been kind of that meandering, meandering kind of conversation. It wasn't like we came in today with three solid bullet points, bop, 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 you know, hear this, do this. And I think that's actually kind of cool um, because I feel like it's reflective of the very thing that we're talking about is not a well-organized, highly uh, dot, 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 and now you're done and go. It, it's this more, um, I don't like using the word organic, but I don't know of another word right now. It, it's this organic breathing thing, you know, that, that, um, that has to be allowed to breathe. Mm -hmm. And so what would be your call to action to the listeners today to, to take their step? Maybe they've never done it before so maybe talk to that person yeah yeah so i'd say explore it so what is exploring look for you for some people read a little bit about it other people listen to a couple youtubes about it um start to explore what it really means so that you can start to figure out in your mind what it means for you maybe you decide that i'm going to try it sitting on my couch laying on my floor sitting in my bed whatever it is so to think about where you feel safe where you feel comfortable and find that place for yourself. If you want to go for a few minutes, um, do that, you know, and just kind of build from that. But the first couple things is just kind of figure out what you think of it, understand it a little bit better, and then find a place where you want to try. And then when you try, I made the mistake of putting my timer on for 20 minutes because that's what it says you're supposed to do. And I'm such a, like, it says 20 minutes with my feet on the floor, with my back straight on a chair. And I think I got through, I think I looked at my clock at 18 minutes, <laughs> 16 minutes, and oh, I was like, yeah. this is horrible, and I just had to turn it off. Um, so figure that out. Figure that out what kind of day. Like everybody will tell you, just like everything else we do sometimes is like, it's best if you do it in the morning, first thing in the morning. That didn't work for me. I tried. There was no way that I could settle my brain the first thing in the morning. Um, and so for me, nighttime was much easier for me to find the peace and the stillness. And that was okay. 
So figure out for you what works. It may be in the middle of the day when the kids are napping. Maybe that's your time to be still instead of doing laundry. Or So think about just the different aspects of it and start to put together what it looks like for you. And as you do that, then you'll move into practicing it and, and building on that or changing it and think about your, your sacred words. So there's all these little different pieces. Just take a couple things to, to explore more. Don't try to do it all out of the gate at once because it's, I, I tried that. It's, it's not very successful. <laughs> do you feel like we defined the sacred word very well? We didn't talk too much about so it when you said So let's hit word. on that. Yeah. Let's hit on that before we go because I think, it, I mean, it sounds weird. Uh, it I does. Mean, to me, it sounds yes. weird. And so I'm assuming it sounds weird to other people too. Um, what would be your, what would be your best description of what is a sacred word? And I mean, is it really sacred? What makes it sacred? It's a word, as far as I'm concerned. Like, I've changed mine because I'm like, well, that wasn't working so well. The sacred word, how they talk about it, is supposed to be the word that draws you back into stillness. So when you find your mind drifting and you're distracted, you say your sacred word. So some people will just keep saying their sacred word the whole time because that's the only thing that keeps them focused on one thing. So you find a word that works for you. I'm, I, like People have used love, Jesus, God, um, what have you. I think I use something so wacky the first time and it worked for a little while and then I was like that doesn't work so well so I <laughs> so I've switched mine and so again that's another way to explore like what's that word that draws you back into being still or desiring to be still um, so figure that out it shouldn't be like some huge long thing or phrase or anything just really a word maybe two um, that you can use to to get refocused on being still yeah, I liked one guy said uh, it's a word that reflects your intention to consent Mm. And I mm, thought, that's huh, good. that is so good. Yeah. Um, it helped It helped kind of demystify it a little bit for me and bring it into a, a context, I guess, where I feel comfortable that I'm not doing something new agey weird, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I don't know, maybe other people don't have that level of, of struggle or whatever, but I'm always like really, sent, you know, we talked about uh, when we talked about Bible reading and prayer, like, man, you give me the choice between the two, I will choose the Bible every single time, you know, and you were like, well, wow, that's weird. I'd, I'd pick prayer, prayer every time. And so I am, I'm not prone to the uh, quote unquote mystical part of, which is weird to say because it's a spiritual thing, which is in in and of itself mystical, right? It's not, I mean, we do believe in the word of God is truth and we believe in absolute truth. We believe there are things that you can be anchored to. Um, thank God, you know, but at the same time, we're we're doing something that is supernatural. And so, yeah, anyway, that's kind of my own little struggle, just, right. you know, vomited right into the microphone. You're all welcome. <laughs> well, and it goes back to the spiritual types we talked about last time, yeah. was that everybody has a different one, and you're going to be drawn to different um, disciplines based on your spiritual type. It's not mine either. Prayer is mine for sure, but centering prayer, it's different. And yeah. so that's not something that I'm drawn to either. And but as you explore the different disciplines, even if they're not natural for you, I think it just opens up different doors in your relationship with God. Yeah, and I think that it, it's um, it's muscles uh, that you exercise. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think it was one of those experiences I had when I was learning to plank. I was like, wow, I'm exercising muscles <laughs> I apparently don't use very often, and they're not really happy with me for using them right now. And, and but... But you'll find that, uh, you know, planking is something that strengthens your core. Mm-hmm. And 
interestingly enough, when you strengthen your core, every other part of your body benefits from the health of the core. And so as we learn new uh, disciplines and exercises, if you will, in the spiritual realm, we're, we're, we're exercising other parts of our spiritual core that then benefits the rest of our life because we're stronger. We stand more upright. We are, you know, just all around more solid and less prone to injury, right? When you strengthen your core, you're less prone to injury because everything is stronger. And so as we learn new avenues to fortify our relationship with God, then we are less prone to to error, to sin, right? To all of these different uh, trappings of the world, to just being fleshly, mm-hmm. uh, because we are the practice of centering prayer. Again, it's an exercise in self-discipline. Mm-hmm. So just, it's it's almost like fasting, right? It, Ooh, like It's another one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> maybe we'll talk about that. Maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stay tuned for a future episode. Uh, we will uh, do it while eating McDonald's French fries. <laughs> that seems appropriate. So, no. Um, anyway, so... Um, cool. Uh, th- the other the other thing he said, the primary discipline of centering prayer is to just do it. Um, so this is sponsored in part by Nike, obviously. And so, um, so yeah, just just do it. Just try. try. Just you know, just go kick the tires on it and see how see how it works for you. And um, and don't quit right away. Like give it some time. Like actually feel this thing out a little bit and see what might happen and, and see how God responds. Um, cause when we draw near unto him, he draws near unto us and, uh, cool. And well, anything you do, it takes time. So we, any new habit. So, yeah. Well, I do have one more question for you before Uh-oh. you wrap us up okay. because the listeners want to know. So I'm asking on behalf of the listeners, okay. how long now can you go for a plank? What's your longest uh, time? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll leave a little ha- uh, cliffhanger, and I'll go test myself this week. And next episode, we'll talk about it, okay? But you have to remember. You have to remember to ask me that question, because I will forget. Okay. And so Inquiring On Minds wants to know. Um, yeah. Or you can send me an email at rickm at manahouse.church <laughs> to check in with the show host and say, hey, how's the planking going? Uh, apparently, there's a planking challenge in my future, I guess. I just recently got done with a push-up challenge. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Well, uh, Sue, thank you so much. We always think that we're going to get through the conversation quickly, and that never happens, um, and that's okay. I, li- I like it. I like the, I like the flow. So, uh, centering prayer, uh, go do it. Uh, silence yourself before the Lord. Be still. Know that he is God. Uh, sit beside the still waters. Allow him to restore your soul. Um, man, there is a time to speak and there is a time to stay silent. And let's yeah, let's exercise the one we are least comfortable with. Um, for me, that would definitely be the silence part. So, awesome. Thank you so much, Sue. I appreciate your time today. God Absolutely. bless you uh, as you go out this beautiful sunny day. And uh, with that listening audience, God bless you as well. May he uh, just enrich your life in every way as you seek to know him more and more. Um, that really is our heart in this whole spiritual formation series is to um, to season your, your oats, uh, to salt your oats so that you'd come thirsty for the presence of God, thirsty to know him more and more because that is where life is. That is where your life is transformed. It is not by checking off things on a to-do list. It is by knowing him more 
he is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied with him. And so God bless you. And again, uh, Rick M at manathouse.church is the best way to reach out to me. If you have any questions or comments, I'd love it if you'd go on any of our platforms, the Google podcast or Spotify or the Apple podcasts and uh, rate the podcast, um, share it with people, like it, comment, all of those good things. Um, be a sharer. All right. And it just makes it easier for more people uh, to get in touch with the content. And uh, so with that, we just say a big hearty God bless you and have the most amazing day. <laughs>